what a wonderful show we have for you today, darlings. Uh, today's show, a little uh, interesting, uh, starts off silly and funny as always, then kind of hits a uh, serious topic that's been on my mind. Um, we're going to start off talking about being uh, sleepless and having trouble getting to sleep, not finding enough hours in the night to snooze, and then I'm going to be uh, hitting a hot topic, the uh, illegal immigration issue that's... Uh, brewing in this country, especially in the state of Arizona. going to be talking about, uh, express my thoughts on the pros, the cons, the rights, the wrongs, things like that. Um, hope you enjoy it. And then uh, we're going to get into talking about uh, different cultures, different languages. Uh, do you speak any different languages? I'm even going to have some, uh, some Chinese, some Chinese talking later on in the show. <laughs> Gee, I better stick around for that, Harlan. Duh, I want some Chinese talk. Well, you're going to get it, okay? Right here towards the end of the show on the all-cultural Harland Highway. <laughs> you just made a wrong turn. Would you kindly shut your mouth? Onto the Harland Highway. Oh. It's lovely. It's just lovely. The Harland Highway. Hi, Harland. I'm Teddy Ruxpin, and I'm your friend. Riding down the Harland Highway. I'm not your daddy. Oh, man, I'm just so tired. Huh? You ever have one of those weeks where you can't sleep? So by, like, Thursday night, you're like, okay, that's it. I got to be up at 6 a.m., so I'm going to bed tonight by, like, 9.30, 10 o'clock at the latest, okay? So you make plans, and around 8.30 rolls around, and you're like, oh, my God, I forgot to send those emails. I got I to write that report real quick. Okay, I'll write the report real quick, and then I'll just do those emails. That should take me about 21 minutes, so I'll be done by, like, 9.30. So you do that. You did it. You got it done. You're like, okay, I'm on schedule. I'm going to bed early because i got to be up at 6 in the morning again. I'm catching up on my sleep, people. So you go to your bedroom, and you're like, well, I'm going to do my chores, brush my teeth. While I'm doing that, I think I'll just flick on the TV, have some background noise, you know, and you come out of the bathroom, your teeth are brushed, you get into bed, you reach for the remote, and you're just about to click it off. Good night, world, but, oh, wait a minute. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. What's this on TV? Is this... Is this Forrest Gump? You want a chocolate? Oh my god, I love this movie. You never know what you're going to get. Oh, you know what? I love this scene. I'm just going to watch, like, I'll watch this scene, I'll click it off, I'll be asleep by 10 o'clock. Okay, cut to midnight, and the movie's just ending, you watch the whole thing. So now I'm only going to get, like, six hours sleep, but... Oh my God, I'm feeling hungry. You know, I think I'll just run downstairs, make a quick little sandwich, get a brownie or something, and then I'll just jump into bed. I'll be asleep by 12.15. And then you go eat that brownie. Now you're cranked up on sugar. And you can't sleep. 
so then you notice that book beside your bed, and you're like, you know, I've kind of been neglecting that book. Maybe I'll just read three or four pages, maybe half a chapter. Cut to you at two in the morning, you've read three chapters. Oh my god, my nights are right off. You end up getting like three hours sleep, just like the night before, and the night before that, and the night before that. Yeah, it's a vicious cycle, people. You just gotta tune the world out. Tune everything out. Just shut it all off. Except for, you know what I'm about to say. The Harland Highway. And speaking of sleepless, here's here's a topic that's been uh, making me a little sleepless lately. Well, not really, but it's it's been, uh, you know, taxing my brain. Uh, it has to do with the uh, illegal immigration problem in the United States. Uh, recently in the news, uh, Arizona enacted uh, some new legislation that gave uh, police officers the right to uh, question people in the state of Arizona uh, and ask them for ID to make sure that they are legal aliens. Um legal residences, legal citizens, whatever you want to call it, uh, due to the fact that there is an a, an overabundance, there's something like uh, almost a million illegal uh, aliens in that state, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. I don't have the exact number, but it's exceedingly high, okay? Um, and people are all up in arms all over uh, the country, uh, in the media, in the legislature, in the government, in the church halls, in the community centers. And uh, some of the people are like, okay, this is a great thing. And other people are saying this is a violation of human rights and civil liberties. And it goes against the Constitution and it's racial and it's profiling and it's blah, 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 all this stuff. Okay, so it's a hot potato. It's it's like a political hot potato. It's a huge social issue, and you know there's a lot of money and banter and and uh, ill will and bad feelings and suspicion. All this stuff flying around, and in my mind, okay. I try to simplify problems. You know, I feel like if you simplify them and work out from there, it helps you find a solution. So I reel everything back and I go, what is the problem here? And it sounds like it's illegal aliens. So let's start right there with the word illegal. Okay, let's define the word illegal. And I'm not going to go into the dictionary, but I want to see what your perception of illegal is. If you go into a 7-Eleven and you steal a carton of milk and a box of chocolate bars, I think we all agree that's illegal. If you go in and rob a bank, that's illegal. If you steal a car, it's illegal. Okay, so I think we all understand what the term illegal means, that it's wrong, it's unlawful, it can't happen. Okay? So we're starting with a group of people with the beginning word when you refer to that group of people is illegal. Okay, so right away, they have done something wrong. And before everyone gets their panties in a twist, I want you to know I'm not singling out 
Mexican people or Latinos or South Americans. I'm talking about all the illegal people coming to Kenya, whether you're a white, pasty white Norwegian, you're a Nigerian African person, you're a Canadian, a freckle-faced Canadian with a stack of French toast in your hand. I don't care where you're from. If you are not here properly, if you have not gone through due process to get here, you are here illegally. You are an illegal person committing an illegal act. Where's all the hoopla? Why are we having the debate? We're having the debate because it's dealing with human lives and people, uh, you know, trying to prosper and get to a better life. Great. I understand that. But there's a process to get there. There, guess what, people? There is a legal way to get there. Have you heard the term legal alien? Okay? You know, people talk about um, America being built on human rights, on the Constitution. Well, guess what? America has really been built, I think, first and foremost, the reason the United States of America works First and foremost, before any human rights, it's the rule of law. The society does not function. It does not work. There can be no human rights unless the rule of law is enforced. That's what creates the society. That's the glue that bonds the society. Okay? So whether you're from Canada, Mexico, South America, the, U, the from Russia... If you're here illegally, you're violating the system. And and before everyone, you know, politicizes what I'm saying, which I know people who have already made up their mind are going to do, let me tell you this, that I am an alien. I come from Canada. I was a guy that came through the process, and I came through the process legally. And I didn't come from a spoon-fed existence. I came from an existence up in Canada where I was struggling. I lived in a one-bedroom apartment, or actually a two-bedroom apartment, but I had a roommate, so I was paying the cost of a one-bedroom. I was making okay money, uh, but I had a dream. I had a dream to get to the United States and prosper and maybe have the chance to make more money one day, and blah, blah, blah. But I know there was a process, and I followed that process. It took me seven years to get my green card, okay? But in that time, I was here legally on permits that I obtained by going through the legal system from obtaining a lawyer, and yeah, it cost me some money, But I did it, and you know what? I was proud to do it. I wouldn't want to come into a situation under shaky circumstances. I I have too much pride to come over and and do something illegally. And you're probably saying, oh, well, these people are much more destitute. They're they're completely poor, and they have nothing. And I'm, I'm like, yes, they are. And I'm compassionate to that. There's people like that all over the world. There's people like that within our own borders, homeless people. But we don't allow a homeless person to walk into a 7-Eleven and walk out with a box of donuts without paying. You know, even homeless people, destitute people understand the rules. 
okay? So doing something illegal doesn't, doesn't, because you have nothing, doesn't give you a pass. And like I said, I took a chance. I came down here with every cent I had, and I gambled, and I thought, I'll, I'll go till I can't go anymore, and then I'll get out if I can't, if I can't succeed. But I didn't come down here with much. And do you think I liked going through the legal process? Do you think I liked waiting waiting seven years to, to get my green card? And then it took me another huge uh, chunk of time to get my citizenship, which, by the way, now I am a dual citizen. I'm an American and a Canadian. But, <laughs> you know... And I don't want anyone out there going, well, you're ganging up. This is all about uh, this is all about Mexicans, man. It ain't about Mexicans. I love Mexicans. I have friends that are Mexican. I think they're amazing, wonderful, kind. Some of the kindest people I've ever met. The, the, Mexicans and Latinos have such a, a gentle, kind spirit to me. I, I love them. But let me tell you, I had a friend who, when back in the day when I first moved into the States, who was Canadian— he was one of my best friends, and I never told him this, and I never did anything about it, but I'm going to spill my guts right here. He came down uh, around the same time I did, but he didn't do it the way I did it. He did it completely the illegal way. He came into the States telling the border guards he was going for a holiday, and he never went back. And he got an apartment in California, and I didn't like it. I was I was pissed at him, and I thought, well, maybe it's just like he's staying on an extended holiday. But then he wanted to go get work, and he started getting work. And I was like, okay, now I'm not feeling cool about this. And then he did he did something that I just I really hated. He actually went and he got a phony a phony social security card, and this this was like almost. 18, 19 years ago. He's no longer here. He's gone. He only ended up staying about a year and a half. But nonetheless, I was infuriated. And this was one of my best buddies. And he might be listening, and I've never told him this, but now I'm saying it. And, you know, there was times inside where I was like, I just want to report this guy. And the reason I was feeling that is because I, I think things should be done by the system. There's a system in place that keeps the machine running. And and so uh, so the reason I feel like I'm allowed to talk about this, this topic is because I have hands-on experience with not only uh, being around it, but actually being a guy that came here through the process that you're supposed to come through. And it makes me mad when I see people streaming over the walls that they put up. Why do, They know why the wall's there. They're not supposed to go over the wall. It's the same reason you put a fence around your house. People aren't supposed to hop over your fence and just use your pool and suntan in your lawn chairs, right? And I understand the the the, the struggle for people to want to uh, have a better life, but it's not fair to the rest of the system that there are people that are being being murdered and killed. There are people that are losing their jobs. There are there are there are people that are losing out because of illegal aliens coming into the country. 
And uh, it just seems to me you've got all this debate and all this fighting and people trying to justify it, and the answer's right there in the word. It's the first word of the equation, illegal. I don't know how you argue that. You know? I just don't. And, uh, again, it goes back to all people. You know, this country is, it's just like, if you just let everything go harem scarum and you kind of look away from from the laws you've put in place, what are you left with? You, you, you're left with a society that's here legally that becomes bitter and jaded because they have to stand there and watch this happen. And you just create, you know, a division between all types of people. You know, I, I heard a guy on the news say that, you know, we go all over the world. The United States goes all over the wor- world to enforce borders to uh to help people keep things organized and you know we go into Kosovo and Iraq and Afghanistan and Haiti and uh, Grenada and you know everywhere and we help defend the rights of of peoples of countries and yet it doesn't seem like the American government's doing a great job looking out for its own people And, you know, finding a better way to, you know, uphold the law, keep the process legal, and in the meantime, yeah, be compassionate. Be 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 feeling for these people that don't have enough and and think of a better way to assist them or help them or you know, guide them to coming to America or do do something that that shortens the process or makes it cheaper for them because they come from a country with with a, a you know obviously a lower incomes but just don't stand there and watch people fly over the wall and say ah oh, they got over they let them assimilate you know what they're good you know let them pay taxes let them let them go to the hospitals give them some schooling so that's that's what I'm talking about. It's, I don't have the answer. I'm not right. My, what I'm talking about isn't isn't uh, the law. I'm 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 not saying I'm I'm right here. I'm saying this is this is a look at it. This is how I feel about it. I I wish that they would get some balls and work out a system where it can work for everybody instead of just doing nothing and watching all this crap happen, and it just seems like everything's indecisive, and everyone's throwing lawsuits, and nobody, the cops can't enforce the law because they'll get sued, but then they're going to get sued from the other side if they do enforce the law, and it's just it's just such a mess. I want to see the United States pull up its damn pants, be a man, enforce its laws, and in the meantime, in a compassionate, thoughtful way, try and find a process which with people that uh, don't have the means to get here can get here and be a constructive part of society. Wow. 
Okay, every now and then I get a little heavy. I get a little serious here on the, on the podcast, but I like it. And don't be one of those people that I, I've had people do this. They're like, I used to like your podcast, but after you talked about that stuff, I'm not talking. Screw you. I've never listened to you again. I don't agree with you. No, no, no. Don't be like that, please. That, that A sign of maturity is to hear someone's opinion, take it, decipher it, reject it, accept it, or debate it back. But don't just slam the door because you probably have opinions that maybe I don't agree with, but I, I would love to hear them. I would love to debate them. I would li- love to understand them. And who knows? Maybe you change my mind. I don't know. Maybe you illuminate me. Maybe you make me alter what I have to say. That's the beauty of communication of points of view. So please, I ask you to embrace these thoughts. You don't have to agree with them. But maybe there's something in them you do agree with or you want to challenge them. Go for it, man. You know my number, 323-215-1486. And don't make it a racial thing. Because there's not a racial racist bone in my body. It's not about Latinos or Mexicans. I told you earlier, it's about everyone coming here illegally. So don't don't even try to go down that street because it, it don't hold water. Okay? If you make it a race issue, then you in turn are racist because you're taking the race card to use it to back your argument. Uh-uh. It's not what it's about. But that's what makes us such a heated hot potato, man. And uh, if you want to share your thoughts respectfully, as I respect you, uh, you're welcome to do so. 323-215-1486. Good Lord. Let's get back to some comedy, okay? Are you people all right? <laughs> you're like, wow, Harlan, take it easy, man. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to talk about uh, some of these things that uh, really seem uh, blatantly easy to fix. But the ineptness of of the people in power just continually mystifies me and amazes me. Um, But there you go. I'll leave it there. Come on. Let's lighten it up. Let's, Let's get back to something silly and fun, huh? Here we go on the Harland Highway. So here's something to think about. Minority groups or immigrants that come to the United States of America, a lot of them don't speak English. And as common as the language is to us, I mean, you're listening to it right now and understanding it and fully comprehending it, but if you were to put an immigrant from China or from India or maybe even from Mexico, all they're hearing right now is... Dustin Hoffman. And we take it for granted. Because we were born into English. We know English. We speak English. We were taught English. Our first words were English. So let me help you if you are just learning English. Let me introduce you to a new English word that at some point may help you in your journey. Okay? So here it is. Brand new English word. Toenail. 
Got it? Toe nail. The thing that covers your toe is a toenail. Let me use it in a sentence. I have big, fat, greasy, dirty toenails. And there you go. That's a free little English lesson. If there's any words you want explained, just call us at the Harland Highway. Leave me a message or email me. And I'll, I'll give you some learnings, free learnings from your host, Harlan Williams, here on the Harlan Highway. God, I wish I knew other languages, man. I, I wish uh, I was fluent. You ever go to Europe, spend time in Europe, and because uh, all those countries are in such uh, close proximity to each other, most people know three or four languages. Like you go to Germany and a German will know English and French and Spanish and, uh, you know, Italian. It's amazing. You come over here and uh, most of us just know uh, American or English. Um, I have taken uh, different uh, lessons over the years. I do know a bit of French. I took a lot of French lessons when I was in uh, high school and, uh, you know, when I was up in Canada. And then I lived in Germany for a little while, so I picked up a little German. But it always made me jealous how uh, how good at languages the Europeans are. Um, and uh, I always I always promise myself I'm going to learn more languages. Um, especially I live down here in uh, Southern California, huge Latino population. I'm I'm always like I got to learn Spanish, man. I got to learn Spanish. Like, guy walked up to me the other day. He's like, hey, what's up, S.A.? And I'm like, hey, what's up, midterm exam? You know, that just, that doesn't fly. Um, so my grasp of uh, of the Spanish language is not, uh, is not good. Um, how about you? Do you know, uh, do you know any other languages? I don't know. I think it'd be fun to learn Chinese, an Asian language. There's something. Uh, there's something just amazing about hearing Chinese people talk, man. I uh, I find the rhythm and the patter of the Chinese uh, language very soothing. Uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it just kind of the way it rolls off the tongue, the the flow of it. It's 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 like. It's like a beautiful little creek in the forest and the, and the water's trickling over the stones. And I'm not kidding. Sometimes when I'm in my truck and I'm driving around and I need to have a quiet moment, I will literally scan through the, the radio dial and find uh, like a Korean or Chinese or Japanese or any type of station that broadcasts uh, in Asian and I will just let it play. I don't have a clue what, what they're saying, but I just find it soothing. Just, just the the sounds, you know. To take a listen and uh, see if you find in any way uh, <laughs> the the soothingness that comes from the the flow of the Chinese. Uh, Language being verbalized. Panama 
，我国武装部队明年初将举行动员民间资源演习，动用公路作为空军部队的紧急飞机跑道。Okay, anything? Did did that did that do anything for you people? Did did it soothe you? Did, did were you just like, what the hell is he talking about? And I, I'm not making fun of the language. Trust me, this this is for real. I do find it kind of relaxing. And I don't know what was being said. All I can mimic is the noises, and it's just kind of like that. You know, and I'm not mocking the language. That that's just I don't know how to speak it, so I'm just mimicking the the flow, the cadence of the language there. And even even doing that. Was kind of soothing to me. It's just something the way it rolls out of the mouth. It feels like with us, our words end kind of hard and definitive. And with most Asian languages that I hear, it it feels like they all kind of just flow together. <laughs> right, like the flowing water in a babbling. Okay, am I just mental? Are you people like you've lost it, dude?、Oh. All right, well there you go. That's that's、uh, that's my little secret to you. I drive around in my truck listening to Asian radio stations. So if if my truck's ever rolled and I'm in a ditch upside down, and you come onto the scene of the rescue. And all you hear is dong 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 ling ling dong 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 dong. Dumbass hit a speed bump too fast and flipped his stupid truck. Dong dong dong. Yeah, it's really me hanging upside down on the Harland Highway. Oh, okay. Well, that's it for today.、Uh, an interesting show. Had a bit of a serious tone there for a while. Hopefully, we brought you back into the fold of fun. Um, but that's why I do this show, man, just to keep you guessing, to keep、uh, keep the tone and the vibe in a place where you never know what you're gonna get. Keep it interesting, and、uh, by doing that for you, it keeps it interesting for me.、Uh, any feedback? You know the number three two three two fifteen fourteen eighty six. And until next time, my friends. I don't know how to say it in Chinese, but I will say it in English. Chicken chow mein, baby. That's right. I said chicken. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. Chow. Do you want a chocolate? Mein. You never know what you're gonna get, baby.